Yo, what up, Nashville 3 HL on 104.5 The Zone. Brent Doherty. A couple questions. Uh, Don Davenport out today. Some people on the uh, Zone TV feed said, man, I had not tuned in since uh, the Titans lost, which means yesterday. I get it. But, man, hey, we're always here for for you. You're always going to have a good time. I promise. It's a what? It's a guarantee. 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 Gonna have a good time. We'll work through some, you know, difficult things, yeah, man, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, we hope together. to get Don back tomorrow. As a matter of fact, and there he is. He's Ron Slay. Who's that? <laughs> Building. <clears throat> oh, I do got an announcement. You got a parsley coming up? No. Okay, what's your announcement? <laughs> See, when you ask me stuff. Then no it throws mind. you off. <laughs> but I got an announcement. You got to learn to duck, dodge, and dodge. I can't, man. Learn how to dodge a wrench. <laughs> um, man, so we had the, the the I'm in the building um, intro. That was for football season. I was just told probably about an hour and 30 minutes ago, we may be working on something for basketball season. And I'm in the building. Huh? A remix. What? I'm in the building. I'm in the building. Another oh. one for basketball. Look, I'm looking at Rep Ryan over there. Yeah, Rep Ryan's coming in studio here in a minute. Yeah, I need to ask him about I, that. Listen, let that's my man he, go in the lab for a little while. That's where he got the Rhett Gordy B. Uh, yeah, that's nickname. where he got the name. That's yeah. right. Yeah, All right. Well, I'm this, just walking by on the street. This guy needs no introduction. Although I'll introduce him. His name is Jim Wyatt. He works for TennesseeTitans.com. Jimmy, what's up? How are you? The Jim Wyatt. I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Doing well, man. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, in a big picture uh, start to this conversation, that thing did not go as planned on Saturday. Just a, a really, really tough loss considering, and the head coach said it, that game was kind of where they wanted it to be. They just couldn't get it done at the end. Yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, as, t- as long-time Titans fans know, I mean, it had kind of a similar feel and a similar outcome, obviously, than the last two times this team was the number one seed. I mean, back in 2000, back in 2008, I mean, both those games were lost because of mistakes at inopportune times. And you know, I still, you know, here we are a couple of days after the game, I still think the Titans got a better team than the Bengals and, mm-hmm. and think they would win that game eight out of ten times. But when you turn the ball over like the Titans did, and when you come up short on, on a couple of on a third one, a fourth and one, don't get the two point conversion, you drop a ball in the flat that, that took points off the board if you yeah. convert that, you don't get stops on defense, you know, when you need them, you know, you're gonna lose. And uh it's a painful way to lose because this this is a team I, I actually had a really good feeling about this team and still here uh, still in a little bit of a state of shock that they did that the Titans didn't win. But I kind of felt like this team had some magic to it, and uh, that just shows some, you know, what happens when you don't play well at the most important times. And uh, and this is a tough one for fans and certainly players, coaches, for everybody to get over. Yeah, and you know we were talking about it earlier. It was such a grind. Like all NFL seasons are a grind for all involved, but like. I think this one was a grind for fans too, because I think fans were more invested because there was so so much more daily news to pay attention to with regard to injuries and who's available and who's on IR and who's got COVID and all of these things that 
I think it makes it even more difficult, right? Like because I think fans agree with you that they they understand that they had the better team and lost, but but because it was such a grind for the fans this year too, I think I think that made it even more difficult to to kind of consume what happened on Saturday. Yeah, I agree, and I think you know there was so much reason to be optimistic. I mean, you you worked so hard as you mentioned through everything that happened this year and. The, you know, the 91 different players used and, yeah. and players going on injury reserve and coming off. And then you finally get to the point where you're starting the playoffs and you've got all your starters back. You're as healthy as you've been. You're the number one seed. You've got home field advantage all the way through. And, you you know, you, you felt like it was the start, as, as Rabel said, the start of a second season that you were going to be playing for a while. And then now you look at the landscape and what's left and, you know, Titans beat the Chiefs, who they would have been playing here on Sunday. You know, they beat both teams on the other side. Uh, you know, some people I know felt better, but, you know, misery loves company, I guess. You see the number one, the number two seeds lose on the NFC side, and maybe it's made some people feel better. But I think you can also look at it as this thing really had opened up for you there. You know, the Titans had a great chance to, to take it the distance. And uh, and it didn't happen, so it's just so hard. I mean, that, now it seems like an eternity before the next season starts, and it's so hard to get yourself in a position, uh, you know, to be a one seed and to have things laid out like they were. And uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's just disappointing because there was so much excitement in the stands, so much excitement in the city over the last couple of weeks. You can only imagine what it was, would have been like this week and what it would have been like on Sunday hosting an AFC championship game. But, you know, the wait's going to continue because, um, you know, again, you, you make bad mistakes and don't play well when it matters. This is what happens. It's going to be an interesting offseason, too. And, and this is the beauty of the NFL because the NFL has found a way to own every month of the calendar, right? Like, so we quickly move toward free agency. And 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 I think it's going to be an interesting offseason for people to keep up with storylines like Big Jeff getting the fifth-year option, uh, AJ in a contract year. What do you do with Harold Landry, New Deal, or or uh, franchise tag him? Uh, what happens with some of those uh, cut-friendly offensive line contracts? Do you do you work deals with Saffold or, or, and or Taylor? Like what? What's going on there? And what happens at tight end? Like all three guys are unrestricted free agents. So I think there are a lot of things to to kind of pay attention to to maybe get you past what just happened. Yeah, I mean, and we're, we're almost in February. I mean, that's one another beauty of the seventeen game season and yeah. going in the playoffs is is it cuts the off season even shorter. I mean, we got the Senior Bowl coming up next week and, for, and Super Bowl is just a couple weeks around the corner, and then the combine is going to be on us. And then free agency starts. I mean, so everything that the calendar just keeps on rolling. Um, you know, we'll be talking about the draft here in the not so distant future. Um, it's going to be an interesting offseason. I, mean, I think the good news is is the Titans get so many players back on that defense. Obviously, some decisions are going to have to be made on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are going on with the coaching staff that Mike Brables and John Robinson are working their way through. But, um, you know, it's going to be a different team next year, and I think that's another thing that, that's difficult for people to accept, or certainly players, is they know, you know, this year's Titans are done, and they're going to look different next year. Now you got to try to start to build it like they did to get to the point where it ended. Yeah, there have Jim White with us, TennesseeTitans.com, and there have been coaching moves, which for those that don't know, you can't comment on that until the team announces those things, which has not happened yet. So uh, we'll, we'll save that for another day. But 
but you know that that's the reality of the situation. Uh, no matter how good or bad the season is, there's always uh, there are always moving parts in the National Football League, right? Like that's just uh, kind of the nature of the business. And and you said it. Like there will be different elements to the team um, next year. And and um, you know we'll have, that's why I think the offseason this year is going to be really interesting. Yeah, and, and this team is still in a window. I mean, I know Mike Vrabel made a comment yesterday about you know, Teresa Walker asked him how far away the Titans are from winning the Super Bowl. He said not very close. And I think a lot of people saw that. And said, oh, great, I thought we were there. Well, he, Vrabel was – he kind of clarified that later. He wasn't talking about, you know, where they are in terms of roster building goes. He was talking about, well, the Super Bowl's in two weeks, and we're out of it. So we're obviously not close. <laughs> yeah. But I think if you look at the, the grand – you know, the things that the big picture, you know, this is a team that has been the playoffs three years in a row, you know, again, it was the number one seed this year. And, and certainly you got some players that are going to be scheduled to be free agents and other players. You have to do some things to keep around. But I do think this is going to be a team that's going to be favored to win the AFC South again, uh, you know, and going to be favored to be good again. But now it's just a matter of finding out what you need to do to get over the hump, and um, and that's, you know, everything is, is a part of that puzzle. TennesseeTitans.com. Uh, so what's your schedule? You mentioned, uh, you know, back in the day, like you, you would go on uh, quite a run here with, with the Senior Bowl and, and the Combine and the, and the Super Bowl. What, what do you have going on for TennesseeTitans.com coming up? Yeah, I think that's going to happen this year as well. Man. Oh, okay, I good. I haven't, it, it's, it hasn't, you know, I haven't sorted it through. Everything is, you know, season ends, and I, I kind of thought we were – Going to be preparing for an AFC Championship game this week and and go to the Super Bowl with the Titans, but now it's kind of it is looking at the calendar, just figuring out how I'm going to make it work because uh, Senior Bowl is next week, Pro Bowl following week, still to be determined how many guys are going to be there and uh, and Mike Vrabel and the Titans coaching staff is going to be there. So I think I'll figure out my way to get to those two and then just have to figure out when uh, to get to LA too. So a lot a lot to be determined. Well, we'll be out there, so hopefully we'll see you out there. And uh, uh, good work this season, man. I uh, really enjoyed uh, uh, consuming all of the information and the videos and, and the and, and the podcasts and everything uh, with regard to TennesseeTitans.com. Great job, and I know you'll keep going. Okay, I appreciate it. You guys have a great week. Thanks, Jim. At Jay Wyatt Sports. Um, Rhett Bryan is going to come in. We're going to be. Here's what we're going to do. We're basically just going to add Rhett Bryan to the to the mix yes, and we'll talk with him get his take on what happened yes, and then we'll roll through phone calls sound good sound to me. good sound all right uh, we've got a couple of uh, moments before we uh need to break so let's get connor in nashville connor. next up on 3hl hey connor what's up how you feeling hey guys uh can you hear me yes sir all right um well man i just want to say uh Ron, uh, Brent, all y'all, thank y'all for providing continuous coverage of the Titans. And, uh, you know, I just want to say that it was a disappointing end to Mm -hmm. the Titans season. You know, we had that loss. And I just kind of sat in my seat for 20 minutes, a seat that I bought this year, went to all the games, and just how close the team was to – I thought they were going to win the Super Bowl, go all the way, man, you know. Mm -hmm. It kind of felt Um, that way, didn't it? Uh, given yeah. given everything they had to fight through this year to to get where they were, but uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's the nature of sports, man. Yeah, it's just it's disappointing. But I, and saying all that though, the ninety one players they had on the roster that played and uh, getting the number one seed and getting the host. I mean, it was a pretty good year from that standpoint. But 
I'm just kind of curious to see what they'll do on offense and if you guys have any yep. opinions on that. But well, all three, uh, thank- I'll just hang up and let you listen uh, or listen, man. Uh, but, yeah. Thank you for the kind words, Connor. Appreciate it. I, I know it was difficult. And, you know, it's easy for that part of it to get lost in, in what happened on Saturday. But right. those dudes this year, each and every one of those 91 Ball. gave everything they had to get to the point where they were. And it's unfortunate that you end up turning the ball over three times. Yep. Um, and, and you know, I would have liked to have seen a quarterback sneak with, with third and less than a foot. Uh, but, you know, they bought. things happen. And, and those guys gave it everything they had this year. 615-737-1045. Kyle in Savannah. Kyle, what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Love hey, you guys. Uh, I, actually, I just tried to get through to you guys yesterday. I was going to go for three for four on all, all these radio shows, or four for four, <laughs> but I failed. Um, so here's the thing I want to bring up. Also, uh, I, with, the, with the Rams game, I actually think uh, the 49ers are going to win because of fumbleitis, because I think Cam Anchors, that's the guy that the 49ers are going to key up on and try to get a, a fumble out of him. Yeah. Um, so here, here's my thing. Timeouts. Yesterday, Zach – or sorry, Saturday, Zach Taylor – was uh, smart with his timeouts. He used them uh, off offensive positions. He uh, calmed down Joe Burrow, and that's how they got like a lot of real uh, nice chunk plays off the timeouts. With Vrabel, unfortunately, he had two in his pocket at the end of the game. And I don't know if you saw the highlight of Zach Taylor running down the sideline trying to call a timeout on that play, the final play of the game. And unfortunately, he didn't get back to go through. So uh, again, uh, Vrabel, you got to put the blame on Vrabel because again. He had two timeouts. Like, come on now. You've got to use one of your timeouts to just calm everyone down, know exactly what play you're going to do in that situation. So i got to put some blame on Vrabel on that one. So all right. that's all i got to say. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Appreciate, you, man. Appreciate you, bro. 615-737-1045. Well, rep, uh, we'll add Titans executive, executive producer. I can't talk. I'm trying to go too fast. I guess like what uh, Rep. Brian will join us uh, next. We'll take more of your phone calls, talk through some of this Titan stuff. 3HL1045 The Zone. Three tell one zero four five the zone. Brent Doherty, Ron Slay, Don Davenport off today. Brett Bachelor producing the show, and Rhett Bryan jumps in studio. Hello, Rhett's friends. What a B. That was a tough one Saturday uh, for a lot of people, uh, and and uh, obviously uh, you spend every waking professional moment uh, <laughs> with that team in some way, shape, or form. So I know that was a tough one for you and, and all the all the people that worked so hard this year at Titans Radio. Uh, number one, great job. I don't need Thank to tell you, you that. Um, you, you guys are the absolute best. And um, um, that was that one's going to be like Coach Matt keeps saying it's a scar because it's yeah. true. You get over it, but it's still there. Right For anybody listening to 3HL right now, empathy, sympathy, all of it, we're with you. Mm-hmm. This is a gut punch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, I hadn't felt right since Saturday night, and I'm still not right. That's why I've been in the laboratory trying to work up some new Ron Slay hey. intros for basketball season. i got to immerse myself back in work and do something fun to take my mind off of it for mm-hmm. a minute. If, I mean, I understand where people are angry, they're upset, they're hurt, they're sick, they're what I I get it. I get all of it. Yeah, that one's that one's gonna be a tough one. I keep talking about like it's gonna be an interesting off season, which makes it kind of uh, you know, not easy to move past, but 
at least it gives you other things to concentrate on uh, with regard to this uh, this franchise. But uh, yeah, uh, getting over the hump is is tough. And and uh, man, you you watch all four of those games over the weekend and and the level of play of all those teams. It's it's uh, that's that's a tough group once you get to that point, man. And and uh, what's hard is. I think even Bengals fans will tell you the Titans were the better team. You don't turn the ball over, you win. It's what I said to you guys you Friday did. afternoon. You did. I said, I have a good feeling about this. If they don't turn the ball over, I think they win. And if they don't turn the ball over and do what I think they can, might even be a rough night mm-hmm. for the Bengals. So do. But one play in, and you kind of could see how it was going to go. Yeah. Um, you know, elite play. In a league like this, goes up exponentially the minute the playoffs start. The go. lights come on. Mm-hmm. Everybody plays better. Yep. And the ones who don't play 60 full minutes every play, every blade of grass, they're the ones that get left behind. Yeah. And what, I mean, that Buffalo Kansas City game, right? I wasn't even invested <laughs> in that because I'm still, I'm just sick. But I'm like, I can't stop watching this. This was incredible. Think about <laughs> Buffalo fans right now. I mean, I, and, and where they 13 seconds? As Brett Batchelor pointed out yesterday, it took Dak Prescott longer to run a quarterback draw yeah. than Patrick Mahomes to go from the 25-yard line to, to the winning field goal. I just uh, – you seeing the faces of Josh Allen and, and who I really feel terrible for, Gabriel Davis, second-year receiver from, from UCF. Yeah. I liked him coming out in the draft. Guy had a career night. Oh. 200, 200 yards, four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. I mean, he was on fire. I mean, he just – there's nothing he could do any mm. better. Mm. And then Tampa – he's got nothing to show for it. No. Tampa falls behind 27-3. They come all the way back to tie the game, and then they go cover zero for some reason. Yeah. And put a safety – On Cooper Cup. Cooper out of On the people. triple crown winner. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> you don't – Staff- Like, it probably would have been hard for Stafford to look at that without laughing. And then, like – Holy crap, I got to hold the ball just a second, but I know exactly where I'm going. I know what's going to happen. Number 10 right down there. Boom. Tough. That's tough. That's what's tough. the other game? Oh, and then Green Bay. Doesn't yep. give up a touchdown offensively or defensively from their perspective. And mm-hmm. Talanoa Hufanga is the hero returning the botched special teams Cre- effort. Credit to the broadcast crew for having that name with a touchdown next to it. <laughs> yeah. Like generated in a matter of seconds. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, because that that was a guy that was inactive uh, through a lot of the years. He's a rookie from Southern Cal, and uh, he was inactive when the 49ers came here to Nashville. He yeah. was one of the inactives for San Francisco that night. All right, uh, Titans making coaching changes. Falling coaches are out. Uh, Jim Hazlitt and uh, the inside linebackers coach, assistant defensive line coach Kenechi Udizi. Udizi. Uh, I had this morning assistant uh, special teams coach Matt Edwards, uh, Buckhead, and assistant strength coach. Uh, Mondre G uh, also out. John uh, Glennon with that one. Um, this is that time of year. I mean, clean out day was yesterday, and uh, these guys, the moves were made yesterday. Came out today, obviously. Uh, but uh, this is the way of life in the NFL, man. It's you abrupt. Win, you finish number one in the AFC South. You win your division, whatever, or you you have an awful season. You're going to churn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I that's mean, what Ron Slay and I were talking about well, before you got to the office today. Is that you're still going to turn thirty percent of your roster? That's the way it's built. That's, That's the yeah, way it happens. Yep. That's tough, man. Yeah, I mean the 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 whole deal where Tampa goes all in and and brings every single person back and adds to it. It's the rare outlier. And look, they're still at home. Yeah, six one five seven three seven one zero four five. I thought it'd be. 
good for you, maybe even like to come sit in here, work through some of this stuff, <laughs> and some phone calls. Therapeutic. Yes, yes. yes. Maybe uh, I go on the couch and then relax. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to Bam in Nashville next time. Oh, Bam. cousin Bam. What's up, Bam? What's good, everybody? It's good to hear your voice, Red. Ron, how you feeling? Everybody good, Brett? Y'all good? Hey, man, it's all good, man. We're getting better and better each day. (laughs) Man, listen, I've been crying. Man, I'm still sick. But anyway, let's get down to business. All right. Um, I I won't be surprised at anything that John Robertson does this offseason. Reason being, I'm going to say this, and y'all can attest to this. They said last year when the Julio Jones stuff happened, there's no way he's coming here. It's not going to happen. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what was? It's a long shot. Yeah, yeah, long shot. Yep. That, that's exactly what was presented. And then we look up, and Julio's here. You know what I'm saying? So the stuff about Russell Wilson or Deshaun, like nothing John Robinson would do would surprise me if if stuff happens. You know what I'm definitely saying? Definitely true. I, I keep saying it. John Robinson and and David Polo over there with the Predators. Mm-hmm. Those guys are gangsters. Yeah, and they yeah, will they make really moves are, that man. you don't see coming. Yeah, and that's what I like. That Russell Wilson thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, Ron Clay. You, you know, <laughs> I, I, that Russell Wilson thing just sounds pretty good to me for some reason. It just sounds pretty good. Yeah, let's just say I know something that we don't. But anyway, um, the Todd Downing thing, bro, I honestly feel like Tannehill is is not – there's a disconnect somewhere there. And it's one of those things to where it's like I feel like the the what you call um, the interview that Mike Vrabel did yesterday was said. I don't think he's going to publicly bash him in person. I think nope. that he's going to there. There was a I have to do this, not necessarily to save face, but I feel like hey, he know Mike's not stupid by far, and and we can tell everybody it's been a disconnect all year with them. You know what I'm saying? The Titans won off their grit, off their – not because it was a fluent offense. Like, if you think about it, if you look at the year before when Arthur was here, the offense was fluent. It flowed like water. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything was like click, click, click. Here it was like sporadic. It was sporadic. It was sketchy. It was in and out. And then after that, they would find a way to win. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and you can't have that in this window. We only probably got about uh, a year or two left with Derek, I say, depending on how that go. Mm-hmm. A year left with Julio, depending on how that go. AJ, ain't no telling how that go. You know what I'm saying? Like, this team, you finna break the boys up. We can't waste what time we have with them. You know what I We gotta, we have to seize the moment. And I think there's a sense of urgency. Man, John Robertson right to go fishing. He better take Sean Payton or go get Tim Kelly and take them fishing and sit down and say, hey, come on, look, let's let's go to work. I mean, I just feel like Downing has to go. Like, I don't think there's no, you know, I don't know, man. I'm just, oh. Well, I think I'm Sean sure. Payton's going to go to television, Bam. I think that's why yeah, he, yeah, I think that's definitely he got out of that deal. Plus, they are in salary cap jail. Thank you, Bam. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, Appreciate that, bro. Let, let me ask it this way. And I, I know everybody likes to talk about the window, and, and that's fine. In a lot of cases, that's true. But, but there have been cases where organizations have worked through those windows and created additional windows. Could they be setting a foundation up over there where you're going to see really good players come and go, but really good players will be added, and this is more of a long-term, big-picture thing over there? I mean, you would think that that's a good theory, and that may very well be the case. Um, 
they haven't been winning long enough for us to see a sample size where we know that's a, a thing. Definitely true. Um, but with regard to Derrick Henry, like Der- let's use Derrick Henry yeah. as an example. They went six and three without it. Yeah. So like I know everybody loves him. I love him too. But there will there will be a time. Who knows when? When he sure. does a road, especially given the way that he plays. Yeah, so Father Time's undefeated. Right. So is that happening now? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. First it, major injury in, in this level of play. We don't know. Right. Is we it happening know. a year from now? I don't know. Is it happening two years from now? I do know this, that this general manager has shown examples where he's willing to go a different direction with a player maybe a year early as opposed to a year late. And a la Jarrell Casey? Yes. And that is hey, listen, a, a Patriot way. And, and that's kind of the way Bam is setting up this this phone call. Mm-hmm. Uh, into the station here. And, and I, I understand where he's at because when you think about what the Bengals did to the Titans 14 months ago, November the 1st, 2020, in Cincinnati, that's one of the main – that game is a prime example as to why he went and retooled the defense in the 2021 offseason. So to that point, yeah, sure. It's going to just depend on finagling with monies because – I mean, the cap is going to go up $25 million. You roll over about $2.5 million, I think. Uh, you're not in as bad shape as some people. And, and by the way, Sean Payton getting out of the kitchen while it's hot. New Orleans is $71.5 million over the cap yeah. for the top 51 <laughs> players when March the 15th rolls around. I mean, so, it's going hey, to be a slaughterhouse over there. Yeah. And I think Green Bay is in the same – I think the Green Bay is in kind of the same boat. Yeah. It's a but, red wedding in New Orleans is what it is. <laughs> Green Bay Winter's is right coming. behind them. <laughs> Green Bay right yeah. behind them. Yeah. But let me address one thing real quick. Yeah. L said, yesterday Brent said to trade Derrick Henry. No, I didn't. Number one, Slay brought it up. Mm-hmm. Number two, I was going to bring it up right. just as a talking point. Right. I didn't say to trade Derrick Henry. Yeah, we said what if. But. And they were filths. <laughs> no, we people want to hear that. what they want to hear. Yeah. But we can talk through things like that for sure. Yeah. Talk through anything around here. Well, that's what 104.5 The Zone is. We, we are Dino, your water. We are your water cooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, I, I, wait, it's wait, like wait. we're around the water cooler in the office talking. Here's another one. But wants to keep Tannehill. No, I said I don't think you can win the Super Bowl with Tannehill. Right. But the reality of the situation is if you cut him, you're throwing $20 million <laughs> in the street. Yeah, you Go can't, ahead and do it. can't do that. You're, you're dead, dead money extra, hit is $58 million. $58 million? Can't do that. It's $18 million and change in 2023. Right. The year, yeah. Which you mm-hmm. could and stomach, but it would still be hard. And that's, that's why, you know, while Bam has – unbelievable faith in, in uh, John Robinson, as we all do. I mean, he's listen, he's got a heck of a track record. You know, don't get your hopes too high. I just, yeah. you know, you're, you may have to ride with who you got because of the way the purse strings are right now. We'll, we'll see what happens. But again, to our conversation, Ron, yeah. Yeah. turnover, mm-hmm. it happens. It's yeah. inevitable. Yeah. And and the the good thing about that is not just turnover with the Titans. Everybody, we talking about all Absolutely. the teams have the turnover. So Absolutely. and it's the ones that make every move correctly and the ball bounces their way most of the time and thing, you know, and that's, the, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, because that is the thing. And this is what Amy Wells said last night on the on the last Mike Vrabel show and I think she's a million percent right. It is so hard to win a championship in the National Football League. Yep. And everybody would say, well, Rhett, you dummy. They The Patriots won six of them. I know they won six of them. <laughs> they are 
that'll probably never happen right. again. <laughs> right. <laughs> in a salary cap era? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. You know what's it amazing about hard. that? It's mm-hmm. Like, they had the constant at quarterback, obviously. But we, when we were leaving yesterday, there was a top 10, like, playoff thing. And they kept, they shut, like, the Patriots were in a lot of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was all different players. Yep. <laughs> like they, so was. You Everybody was about, making a play. You yep. want to talk about turning a roster, man. Yep. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait a minute. There's a highlight with Corey Dillon running the ball. Well, yep. there's Kevin Falk. Yep. Well, there, you know. Yep. Count them That's off. And, and they bu- turned and that roster. Buffalo was in about four of them just on the wrong end of them. <laughs> so, like, I mean, like, it's people that's there. It's difficult, like Amy's saying, it's difficult to win a chip. Yep. It's also difficult to even get there. That's right. So I mean, like it's it's a lot that goes into it. That's why I was saying yesterday, if you take be careful what you're asking for. Well, I mean, the Titans have never won the division twice in a row. They right. have never done it. There you go. And that's been a realignment since 2002. Now yeah, exactly. 20 years. Yeah, exactly. going into the 20th the, year of the division. And, and if you want to go back into the Oilers portion of this franchise's history, you got to go back to the AFL. Yeah. I mean, because they were in the AFC Central with the Pittsburgh Steelers winning. Everything left right. and right back in the day. Right. Paul and Gallatin next up. Paul, what's up? Welcome in, man. Yo, hey, Paul. Uh, how's it going? Hey, good. What's up, Paul? Hey, everyone wants to talk about, you know, how the – why the, the game lost stings so much. And, and really, I think – you've already alluded to it several times. But what stings the most is that they just beat themselves. Like – we had the team to go to the championship. I wanted to see the Rams versus Titans rematch. I was, I was pumped, and uh, they they let you know they let everybody down. They let themselves down. They let the fans down, and they beat themselves. And out of the five regular season games that they lost, how many of those did they beat themselves? I'm so I'm I'm just tired to see them beat themselves. You know. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. I mean, yeah, all has a valid point because. Yep. It's the in the games where they turned that sucker over, yep. that's it. That's the difference, right? That there. is it. We we talked we talked about that uh, uh, game in and game out, man. You can be looking incredible and have three touchdown passes, take care of the ball, scramble for first downs down the stretch, keep drives alive. And then you can have those games also where you throw two or three interceptions. Everything goes wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you guys were talking about yesterday so- when I was just sitting here on the couch, probably needing some therapy. Um, you know, <laughs> you you guys said you'd sack the quarterback nine times. <laughs> Nine and you didn't win this game, but more than that, you held them to nineteen, 19 points, points and you didn't win. This is a yeah. this is a team that averaged twenty seven points a game in twenty twenty one. They have one touchdown. Yeah. One. Yeah, you mm. you held Joe Burrow touchdownless yeah. passing. Yeah. And you're like, well, y'all won that. Nope. Yeah. No, didn't work out that way. And you know what the funny thing is about this season? A lot of things that needed to be fixed were fixed. Um, when you look at the health portion of the season, like being able to plug guys in. Then you went through, when you got the new guys in, you went through a thing where you were fumbling. You started to fix the fumbling. Like you saw guys out there, John Robinson out there punching their balls. Like that was fixed. Mm -hmm. The only thing that did not get fixed was the turning the ball over from interception. 17 interceptions. That was the only thing. And to your point, to underline what you're saying, (laughs) I think that's another reason why the fans – are so distraught about mm. this loss is because they felt like they had survived and weathered the storm of 91 different yeah. guys on the roster yeah. and you were as healthy as you were every... You weren't that healthy in week one against the Arizona Cardinals. Right. Yeah. You looked right. at that injury report last Wednesday and Thursday like, this is a typo. There's like two-thirds of it <laughs> yeah. missing. Where's the rest? Yeah. The no, big, that's what it was. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, I keep going back to it despite what whatever Jael wants to hear, 
the <laughs> the biggest thing is is to me was Ryan Tannehill's inability to get over whatever mentally was going on. Okay, so guess what, Mayor? We talked about this. Somebody brought it up earlier. Um, we talked about it in the preseason, and we said it wasn't a problem. Or is it a problem when he was throwing the picks in the preseason? No, I thought it was a problem. No, no, I ain't saying you didn't. I'm saying in general, like oh, people. Yeah, know. we we like we we asked we posed the question: Is this is this a problem with Tannehill throwing interceptions? And we thought once we get to the season, it'll be okay. He's working through kinks. He ain't had his guys there. He got new chemistry. Yeah. The guys ain't been on the field. Hamstrings, this, that, and the other. Maybe it wasn't that. Yeah. So, I mean, the hope on their part is because it's, it's locked in. So, like unless we, you pull we, off some weird deal. We got to get it right. You're, you're locked in. So, can he get over that? Whatever that mental hurdle is, can he get over that in uh, in this offseason? You said the beach might help. <laughs> yeah, you got to go. Yeah. It helps me. I tell you that. <laughs> you gotta go get your groove, uh, go get your groove back, the, I mean, just, just hearing back. the sound of the waves. And, boy, that'll get you over a yeah. lot of things. That's, that, I mean, and that's, <laughs> that, that, that's part of it. Like, you got to figure something out. And the 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 part that's difficult for me is when you can point to one thing. That like I would much rather be like, the man, game, we got to get that deep. That defense got to pick. Man, we got to get to the quarterback. The games like, where he threw the picks. That's, that's, that's where you had that the problem. Simple. Uh, is, that's I simple. think the only thing that you could say in a different light about the defense is, and look, they, they did their job. They were all awesome. Nine right. quarterbacks. Couple more turnovers. Yeah, takeaways. You need takeaways. You got to have something. Yeah, I mean, we got that guy nine. They really got to him eleven times, but there were two. That's right. Two non plays. Yeah. That's right. But couldn't yep. get the ball out. That, that's a that's another it's, thing. It, Credit it, you to know, Joe you, you've got to get that rake in there and yeah. rake that ball. Whatever it is, got to figure out how to go punch get it. that sucker out. Whatever it is, we need that ball because you you have a couple of those to wash out what you what you're giving off yeah. and giving away. And maybe we're talking about. I mean, it was a three point game. As I was just going to say, one more phenomenal play by so, um, Amani Hooker again. Yeah, hey, how about yeah, one more of those? How about Jack Rabbit picks off the pass that goes between his arms? Or no oh one's my gosh, Gansy. it was wide open. It's a touchdown. Gansy. Oh my gosh. Let me say this. But they made those plays in, in the time. I, I know you guys got to head to a break. Let me. Well, Big you're going to stay in here. All right. Big <laughs> Jeff. Door is locked. <laughs> Big Jeff. What a step forward. Yeah. Oh. That guy. I mean, he is the best interior defensive lineman in the NFL, not named Aaron Donald I mean, right call, now. We call Ramon Savagery. We call him uh, Brutality. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> bestial out there. Yeah, he, I yeah. mean, he's like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Man, that yeah. dude. He's just taking on two, three dudes yes. and just breaking havoc and everything. Yeah, think right about it. Different. He had eight and a half quarterback sacks at that position in the regular season. Had three in one game in the yeah. postseason. Yeah, that's a game record, man. Yeah, he's not a Pro Bowler. Yeah, so. That's crazy. But he's but he's second team All <laughs> Pro. But second team All yeah, Pro. I know. And I'd trade four Pro Bowls for one All right. Pro selection. Right. Yeah. Uh, Rhett Bryant, executive producer, Tides Radio, with us. All lines are loaded. Back to the phones. We come back. Three HL one zero four five. The zone. Great, y'all. 104.5 The Zone. Rhett Bryan from Titans Radio sitting in studio with us. Brent Doherty, Ron Slay with the you. Hopefully, boss. Hopefully we have uh, Don Davenport tomorrow. You like Bruce Springsteen? Mm. I'm going to be a very unpopular opinion about this. Oh, good. 
I think Bruce Springsteen is overrated. I don't like him at all. Let me say something. I I can't see. He is a fantastic songwriter. (laughs) He is, and here he's a great performer, entertainer. But I think the part that goes unnoticed or not talked about enough, he has one of the world's greatest bands behind him. That is Mm -hmm. definitely true. I I mean, even after Clarence Clemens has passed. I mean, you got Max Weinberg and, and little Steven Van Zandt and all those. They are fantastic. I went to a Springsteen show here and fell asleep. <laughs> I did. Darn. Not a fan. <laughs> Listen, went, we all like things and we yeah, don't like question. some things. And, you know, I just, and I'm sure somebody just ran into the media in a 965. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry if I caused that, but I just. <laughs> I, Thanks, Rhett. I just, you know, many of the great songwriters of this world yeah. are not great vocalists. That's very and true. I just, I don't, you know. I mean, Bob Dylan sounds like two alley cats, but he's written some fantastic songs. <laughs> I do like Dylan. <laughs> Oddly enough. And Chris Christopherson is not the greatest vocalist, but he has written some fantastic songs. Yeah. But anyway. There you go. Six you asked me, I told you. 737 <laughs> I agree. I was surprised that you went down that path. But I, I'm usually alone on that little deal. <laughs> uh, let's go to Scott, who's probably not alone on I-65. Scott, what's up? What's up, fellas? How are you, man? Good. So I'm just going to need a second here, all right? So uh, I know there's a lot of callers waiting. I won't take up the whole segment. But I'm going to preface what I'm going to say by saying that I've been a fan since 97. I moved here the same year the Titans did. I have been in that stadium for all three number one seed games, and I've left devastated after all three. That being said, Titans fans need to calm TF down, <laughs> all right? T- People oh. on Twitter are crazy, and I know that's a crazy space. That's definitely a crazy space. Well, it's crazy today, know? I'll tell you that. It, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. I get so aggravated. I want to go drive and find these people and just and, and, and yell some sense into them because <laughs> Tannehill's not going nowhere. Can he win a Super Bowl? I don't know. I do know that Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco won Super Bowls, and you cannot tell me that either one of them was eons better or even as good as Ryan Tannehill last couple of years. How about Nick the Foles? Do, to add Nick Foles to that list, too. Absolutely, Rhett. Nick Foles. You, this is a Super Bowl-caliber D. Uh, yeah, could we grab a couple turnovers here and there? I think we can. I think we will. This is a Super Bowl-caliber defense. I think we have the offensive talent to win a Super Bowl. You can't tell me Ryan Tannehill from Arthur Smith to Downing just forgot how to play quarterback overnight. He had a terrible year this year with turnovers. I get it. But people talking about firing Vrabel and J-Rob. I saw a tweet today that said the problem was Amy Adams Strunk. Oh, my God. Those last three names that came out of your mouth are are – you better be careful. Uh, no, t- no, and no. Right. Hell I no. mean, this whole thing turned around because of Amy Adams Strong and then J Rob and Mike Vrabel and all of those saved people. the franchise with mm-hmm. her nephews. I promise you, she did. Yep. I, I agree. And I, I, I watch a lot of football. Like I said, I've been a fan since day one. I've seen it all. Before J Rob and Vrabel got here, and Amy falls in line with that too, this was a football wasteland for almost a decade. I mean, I don't know if these people just moved here last year and they're living high on the hog or what, but (laughs) people are crazy. This is a Super Bowl caliber roster. I have every faith that J-Rob and Rabel will figure this out. I don't know if you 
Fire Downing, I mean, I'm in that camp. I don't know if they will, but there's other ways around it. I've read some good things on Twitter. You can bring in a, a passing coordinator. You can bring in somebody that's got a little more input, whatever. I have every faith in the world they're going to figure this out. And give me the last five years, even with the disappointment of Saturday. I'm still gutted. But give me that and give me those people, and I got all the faith in the world they're going to figure it out. People need to just calm down. <laughs> hey, Scott, people are thank not going to co- – thank you for the call, buddy. People are not going to calm down, especially in that they're, Twitter well, space. No, and look. <laughs> it'll be tough to do that. We say this all the time with all of our sales friends downstairs. You know, it's an emotional buy. It's an emotional sell. Mm-hmm. And it, we're, this is, it's raw. It's very raw emotion right now. But to Scott's point, Anybody that says something about John Robinson and Mike Vrabel right now, do you realize how many teams would line up around the corner if both of them were let go? Do you realize how many people would want them to run their franchises? I have a feeling. Did you see Jim Ursay's meltdown after after the, the Colts were eliminated? Yeah. Don't forget, Mike Vrabel interviewed for that job. Mm. They had Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels left them at the altar, and by the time they got back to Mike Vrabel, he was a Tennessee Titan. Mm-hmm. I think he might think maybe for a second, mm, wish I had him. Yeah, nothing. To, not, I'm not slamming Frank Reich. You had to go get Frank Reich because Plan A and B fell apart. Right. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. He is right, Brian. One more segment. I heard you've got some production uh, that. Yeah, it's, that it's you we're need going. To drop. We're going to. I need some little therapeutic thing in this in the laboratory <laughs> and so we'll roll a little bit towards basketball season because that is ron slay's powerhouse that's his synergy that's where it comes from all that crazy car ain't got no roof yeah all of that is it comes from there the building. that's right ah, so wait, we're gonna out. we're gonna roll something out to start the five o'clock oh, hour i'm the beneficiary all right of Rhett's soothing <laughs> <laughs> I'm anxious. Take that, take that. I'm going to stick around. And as the kids say, this one slaps. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that's coming up. Whatever that is next. Mm-hmm. <laughs>